This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Is working with a graphic designer something that you're considering doing in your pet business? Maybe you're thinking of upgrading your logo or your visual branding and you want to understand a little bit about where to start when it comes to working with a graphic designer. Well, if that's the case, in this podcast, you're going to get loads of really helpful information from Alison Price from House of Henry about everything that you need if you want to work with a graphic designer so you get the most value and you get to put your pet business out there in the best way possible. So I was really resistant to uh, the whole brand thing and having a personal brand and even talking about the word brand. It used to make me really cringe, Um, but I have warmed to it over the past couple of years and Alison has really helped me. In this podcast episode, Alison shares what you need to do if you want to work with a designer, all of the prep work you need to do beforehand so you get the most out of your relationship, what to look for in a graphic designer, so how to find the one who's going to work for you, because it's really important that you have the same style and the same approach and that they understand what it is that you want to put across with your brand. And we also talk about the different things that a graphic designer can help you create, whether it be postcards to send out with your products or digital PDFs that people can download so they can be added onto your email list. Alison talks through all of these different scenarios and she also shares loads of really good examples from pet business owners who've used graphic design to make more sales and bring in more clients to their pet business. So I hope you enjoy this episode and the advice that Alison shares and if you want to find out more about her all of the links will be in the show notes as well. So now on for the main part of the show. So today on the podcast, I'm talking to somebody who is a brilliant friend of mine and she's really looked after me um, for the last few years, actually, and really, really looked after me recently because she helps me with um, graphic design and branding. So it's the brilliant Alison from House of Henry. So hello, Alison, here I am. Thank you. <laughs> hello, Thanks hello. so much for joining me. Hello. Hello. So can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do um, with House of Henry? I know you've done quite a few different things now but tell us about where you're at at the moment and how you have pet businesses yes okay so I've been a graphic designer for um over two decades now um worked my way up sort of through um creative agencies and that kind of thing had my own business for about uh, since about 2004 off and on um and uh yeah so I'm I'm house of Henry now and that's sort of like you say it's had a, a couple of different forms before um the one that it is now but now I'm purely graphic design for pet businesses so I help people with uh, digital graphics and uh, printed graphics and branding brilliant okay so tell us about like before um up until a few years ago when I started a pet blog, I didn't know anything about graphic design, didn't know anything about mm-hmm. like what you needed as a small business owner because, I, you know, as you know, I was in journalism and I would literally just write stories up and email them off. And then when you have yeah. a business, you've there's a lot of things to think about, isn't there? So can you just yeah, tell us absolutely. a little bit? Tell us a little bit about graphic design and the different things that, um, you know, the different things to consider with your business, like literally from like a logo to all of the other, yeah, the I other mean, things branding... that you can provide. Branding for your business is a, is about a lot of things. I think people automatically assume it's just a logo, um, but it certainly includes a logo, of course. Um, but it's so much more than that. It's about you know your tone of voice, how you put yourself out there, your customer service, and of course your visual appearance. So that can be through digital graphics on your website, 
social media um, and you know how you deal with your your customers and potential customers through email lists that kind of thing um, and obviously your printed um, material which is is still um, as relevant as it ever was um, and uh, you know whether that's brochures or price lists uh, service leaflets obviously your usual kind of corporate stationery and that kind of thing so it's kind of a a whole sort of thing and, and graphic design is um, is part of that so your visual appearance basically to the outside world. Okay, so I know you've been doing graphic design for a long, long time, but can you tell us about like what's, so people who, I know you know this already, but like people, for people listening, we've got a mix of people who are service providers and a mix of, Mm -hmm. and then people who are product businesses. So if we start with like service providers, so like dog walkers, trainers, pet sitters, cat groomers, and people like that, what kind of things are are you finding, because I know you've got clients from all kinds of different backgrounds, but what kind of things are you finding that are working really well for them at the moment? Yeah, okay. Well, I think definitely social media, as, as yeah. everyone knows, is so huge these days. Um, and But it's very noisy out there. You know, I'm sure we all find that on our feeds that, it, you know, it's kind of cutting through that is really yeah. important for um, a lot of these people because there's there's a lot of pet businesses in this country, you know. Um, yeah. And so really it's kind of about getting, getting yourself out there, but in a professional way and putting across your um, idea of, of how your business wants to look and that kind of thing. But it's definitely social media is the the kind of the big thing at the moment and Mm -hmm. and sort of online because we're all sort of glued to our phones and various other devices a a lot of the time aren't we and we sort of operate through that and print is definitely not dead like I'm Mm -hmm. a print girl at heart love love a bit of print you know yeah your magazines newspapers all of that you know it's still it's definitely still out there um you know for groomers and people like that where you know you go in and you you take stuff away whether that's a welcome pack or information leaflet you know this print is still it's still around um just needs to be um executed correctly and in you know mm-hmm. put in the right places and stuff right you know so that it's it can be it's it's an, as effective as it can be um so yeah it's kind of a good a good mixture really although I would say that social media is probably overtaking the other um side you know the, the other sort of projects and stuff that I work on mm-hmm. okay the other thing I've seen as well because I've got a few um I have got a few dog trainers um and service providers in my in my group and in my membership mm. and that kind of thing and some of the stuff I'm seeing like, like I know that you've done it but it looks so brilliant like mm-hmm. the really good ebooks and that kind of thing so can you yeah. talk a little bit about those yeah ebooks and well lead magnets or ipdfs yeah. or however you want to sort of describe them they are they're fantastic and they've been around you know been around a really long time um but it's again it's about how you apply that to those apply them to your business and what you use them for um and you know they can be used as downloads on your website they can be emailed out to people you can charge for them as well um you can send them out you know as a link on email lists or you can send them separately to people um and yeah they they come in all sorts of different forms really um Mm -hmm. everything from like a mini mini website brochure kind of thing where you can click on the link say if you're a retailer you might have a christmas gift guide for example and then you'd put some of your your good best-selling Christmas stuff in there um, with a link that you know with a buy now link or something which clicks straight through and you end up on the website so that you can then you know the person can make the purchase easily um, you know there's a lot of enrichment guides and things like that, that I've done brain training um, I've done muscle guides like how to use how to use those and you know all with the the business's branding at the heart of it so that it's you know it's really kind of people allowing you know being allowed to demonstrate their 
um, their knowledge um, and, and sort of put that out there um, and also, you know, sort of gain new clients and new customers at the same time. I know one of the things that you do um, is the lead magnet. So it could be, you've mentioned that, like brain training games, enrichment games, that kind of thing. So if a dog, if you've got like a dog trainer or, or a dog walker or another mm-hmm. kind of pet professional, they've got a load of information that they want to share to get people to start building a relationship with them and, and yeah. you know, potentially turn into a client. Um, and you make that thing and you make it look lovely. So tell us about mm-hmm. how they work, the brilliant guides and the PDFs. And the yeah, I mean, do. A lot of people put them on their websites um, available for download, um, yeah. which which means the person basically signs up to their email list in order to get the download. So it's good to keep um, any lead magnets or um, exclusive, basically, with yeah. exclusive content. Because if you make it available anywhere, then, you know, you're, you're, you've got to basically make, make sure that your potential clients feel like they're getting something new um, that they haven't seen before. Um, so yeah, downloads on websites are really good for that. Um, and it obviously it builds up the email list numbers and then you can put them into your sales funnel or however that might work for you, um, whatever it is that you do for your business. So that works really well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's the kind of the main, the main reason people also put them inside their memberships too. Um, I know that obviously you have a membership and I think you've got, um, a lot of eBooks and stuff that are available yeah. to exclusively to the people inside those. So you might send them, you know, if you're talking to somebody on a one-to-one call or something like that, and you mention something that might help them, you can then whiz over an eBook to them. And it kind of just demonstrates your, um, your experience and your expertise and your knowledge in your, in your field of work really so they're a really great sort of succinct way of doing that yeah the other thing I was going to say as well actually from working with you and and being one of those people who had tried to cobble something together on Canva beforehand is that <laughs> when you've um when you've had somebody design something for you um, and you know it looks professional you're much more likely to send it out like yeah so I think that that's um one of the 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 sort of feedback that I get from people is actually you know professionally designed graphics make them look you know make them feel confident about what they're putting out there you know they've no longer sort of had to sit there like you say sort of cobbling together something that they're not really you know not really very good at and don't really enjoy you know and you know DIY um, graphic design is very much um, something really only that's happened over the last couple of years with um, particular apps where people are able to do stuff on the fly which is it's totally fine you know it has its place can absolutely Absolutely. But um, I think if you're you're doing something anything more complicated, you know, or, or basically it's just not your cup of tea and you don't enjoy it, then I think handing over to somebody who who, um, you know, who does it as, you know, for a job um, is really the best thing to do. And it just really just gives you that sort of lift and, um, you know, really makes you feel good about your your business. And therefore, you know, you can go off and do the thing that you do best. Yeah, definitely. Um, so. I know about you, I know about the, obviously I know about the stuff that you do because you help me, which is brilliant, but tell us about some of the stuff that you do with the product people. Because I remember when I got you to come, you came in and did a class in my um, membership, didn't you, in the summer? Yes. And the reason why I had the idea to get you in is because whenever I order stuff from people, like if I buy Patch a new collar, imagine like how many of these <laughs> things come through the door, right? Um, I always use the postcards as bookmarks afterwards and I've always got loads of books on the go, whether it's notebooks or reading books, yeah. whatever. And it just reminds, I remember reading a book, read, reading a book and there was a Reg and Bob postcard in there. And I was thinking, actually, we need to talk, I need to get you to, to come and talk to people about this because that means, if, you know, I keep seeing those postcards, yeah. whether they're on the wall or in a book or wherever. And that 
you know that means that you're front of yeah. mind doesn't it so tell us yeah, about some of the things exactly. that do for the product people yeah I mean the, the the retailers certainly there's a lot of um thank you cards that go in with their yeah. orders there's things like um things that have ingredients on as well um if they're treat makers that kind of thing um and you know I actually do product packaging as well so I've helped people out with sort of shampoo bottle labels yeah. and stuff like that too where it's all branded for them or, or you know whether they're, is it they're buying in and they're re, you know re sort of reselling as a white label that yeah. kind of thing and they want their own brand on there um and obviously through um <clears throat> through the digital side of things too obviously there's you know we've as we've talked about lead magnets that can f- take the form of a magazine kind of thing yeah. um and the national days as well the retailers are loving those like michelle with her scruffy um little you know my, michelle from scruffy little terrier she yeah. did a day and obviously recently we've had muddy dog day and actually joe um from distinctive pets she had a magazine style um ipdf and she pulled yeah. out lots of different relevant um products to muddy dog day um, and they were all had clickable links in them. So they will you know, take that person off to the website where they can then purchase that. And it was all about the Muddy Dog Day. So yeah. it's you know, it's a fantastic way to kind of focus things down. I mean, yeah, absolutely everything is still available there on the website, but it just gives someone a different experience. And I think that's yeah. that's really key these days is actually to sort of try and do some different things and get to people in different ways. You know, we're all used to certain ways that we're marketed to. And I think it's all about kind of thinking about different ways to um get you know footfall to your website and eventually sales really yeah I have to say um like I worked with Joe and I worked with Michelle both on their days and like the 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 imagery was brilliant I think Joe's um (laughs) Joe's magazine thing that she did or that you worked on together was brilliant it was just genius it was so so well done and I think you're like we're you know with the awareness days because I know like I've worked with people helping them register, and then you do the graphic yeah. design, and then we yeah. can do some stuff with copyrights. Yeah, it, it is, um, they, and they do work all, really well. Yeah, they do work really well. But I think we're all kind of learning through these as we go along as well, yeah. aren't we? And and yeah, it's really that it's making a massive difference. But that magazine, the brochure thing, was brilliant, and I know that you can do those for Christmas and all yeah. kinds of different things yeah. like online yeah. and it, it's just something different than yeah exactly. you know, I know social media is great isn't it but it's something that's a bit different yeah I think like, it, yeah it's yeah I think it just kind of separates um it out from you know your social media feed you know so people are on the website and they can download something or they you know you can send it out to your email list that kind of thing and it just yeah. kind of takes somebody to a different a different sort of area of, of where you are you know you're not necessarily fighting for um space on their news feed you know so it's something that just totally belongs to you and the, mm-hmm. the links in it are fantastic and you can sort of take people on a on a journey you know either that's back to your website or you know to fill in forms or contact you know whatever it might be there's so many different ways to use them so really handy I love them yeah they are they are brilliant and so really really well done um I think from yeah over, I think you can also um probably worth mentioning as well is that um if you did um want to turn them into a printed brochure as well so something maybe that you wanted to include with your I don't know if you were made subscription boxes you know that kind of thing something to send out to your um to the, the people that have ordered from you um you can absolutely make them into um printed brochures too all I would need to know is that that's what you intended at the beginning um so that then I can then adapt it you know to um work for digital and for print so they, yeah. they're two can definitely go hand in hand if you need them to okay so um 
we've talked about like all the different things that you can do um and I think it'd be really helpful if people are thinking actually yeah I do want to um you know I do want to kind of I don't know create something that I really want to show off because that's what it's all Mm -hmm. about isn't it so tell us a bit about what people need to do to prepare to work with a designer so I know I know for me because I've been in journalism and worked on magazines and that kind of thing I kind of know and I think yeah. sometimes I know you've you've got a journalist you've got a PR background haven't you I think sometimes we assume very brief, that a very brief knows. PR background yeah. <laughs> very brief but yeah so, but I mean working, so tell us you know, about what you of, need yeah I mean working in agencies and stuff in marketing agencies you see like what you know what's going on and you know the background to all of this sort of stuff so you're not just designing for designing sake you know it has a purpose um and that's really the key to it is to work out what you're what it is that you're trying to get across what are you trying to do are you trying to just inform people of something for example you know if you change of address you know in which case only certain people would need to know that um mm-hmm. you know so if you were a groomer and you were moving to a bigger premises you know um or are you trying to get new customers um you know are you going to have any sort of discounts or promo offers um you know and it's so it's really kind of like the intention behind it is is the key to it so really you have to have a really good idea of what it is that you're trying to achieve are you trying to get new customers are you trying to look after the ones that you've got you know you're trying to drive more sales to your website trying to get more people on your social media you know or is it kind of like a combination of all those things but in particular for um certainly for the printed items it's a really good idea to to know exactly what you're what you need to do with those and obviously for social media you're you're sort of making graphics that go with posts Mm -hmm. and captions and that kind of thing so yeah the the intention's got to be clear basically okay the other thing I think it'd be really handy to know is actually what things people need to come to you with like literally Mm -hmm. like when I so when I do my when you've done my workbooks or when you've done my um, PDFs, I know that like I'll send you like a document with, you know, page one headline and then in yeah. you know subheading. Then I'll yeah. say, I, I, to be fair, I, yeah, I give used you a folder to... of photos, don't I? Because I know yeah. that you will pick the right ones. I know yeah, I won't pick exactly. them. That's what you do. But tell <laughs> us, um, tell us exactly like literally. So if someone's coming to you and saying that right, I want to do a, a downloadable pdf or a brochure tell us exactly Mm -hmm. what they need to give you when they do that yeah okay so my um client system has um which you use as well has a really fabulous um content collection forms that i've built within it so a lot of the basic kind of items um say if it's like you know the business cards um goods and services leaflet you know that kind of thing um i've basically built these forms which people will receive if they come to me for these things um which they can fill in um which are they're really fantastic I know that you use them for the um the monthly subscription that you have with me and um yeah you basically just fill in the gap so it's fabulous so I give it I give kind of a lead in like this is what this is your headline and this it should say something like this and um maybe include some of these bullet points about um about your business and you know what you can do for your customers you know that kind of thing and sort of really kind of lead people through for that content collection um Aside from that, if you're going for something a little bit more meaty, like a a lead magnet, um, for example, as we've talked about, then I mean, there's a couple of ways you can do it. If you're if you're happy to provide the, the you know to sit and write the text, to which um, a lot of people do, um, or you can get a copywriter to help you with that. Um, okay. And really, it's kind of I mean, with a digital document, you don't need to worry about how many pages it comes to. Obviously, with printed, it needs to be divisible by four if you've got a, a folded document. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, if you're happy to write the content, then um, I would need the text um, and any branding guidelines that you've got already. If you don't have those officially, obviously, I would still need your logo if that's in existence um, in a in a in its original format. Um, but I always usually go off and do a little bit of research into you yeah. and your presence anyway. So I would go and have a look at your social media, your website and stuff to get a feel for what you're um, all about and your your style and your branding as it is um, so that I can uh, adopt that and use it uh, for the whatever it is that you've come to me for um re- with regards to images um if there's any that you that the, the person wanted to use um within the document say if it's like photos that they've taken themselves that's great um then they can send those over and I'll have a look at the, the suitability and see if they would work within the um document but aside from that I've got a subscription to um a stock library so yeah. I can pick out some nice polished shiny glossy images to use um on things which I do and my my graphic design style is very much kind of um in that kind of magazine-y feel yeah sort of polished glossy sort of um realm if you like um and and fonts which fit in with that as well um so really when you're working with a graphic designer you need to find one whose style you really like and um, because we all do lots of different things mm-hmm. and um you know much as um you know I would go off and I would look at, at the the client's style and, and make sure that I'm fitting in with that I will obviously bring my own um flair to it as well so it's really important to find a designer who who you get on with and who you like and who um who basically uses your brand but also kind of builds on it as well you know they want to you want them to to take you forward as well as um you know sort of preserve the branding that you've got already if that's working for you yeah um, and that's really important and also you want to you want a designer who actually from my right this is my beef a little bit you want a designer who you know who you can ring and say oh yeah tweak that a little bit yeah exactly it's really important to build up a um you know a really good relationship with your designer because they can you know design really can make or break your business I think um you know you could sell all the most amazing products in the world but if you're not putting them out there in the right way that people that people feel you know in a trustworthy way if you like um so that people trust what you're saying and that's through your tone of voice and your you know your styling and how you're putting this stuff out there then you know those 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 amazing products that you know aren't gonna aren't gonna sell very well if you if the the shop window shall we say (laughs) the uh, virtual shop window in a way isn't isn't polished enough (laughs) yeah I um I'm kind of going uh, well my website is being updated and it might actually be finished by the time this podcast goes out but yeah it's something I I um for a long time I had this and I know you know about this because we worked together but I had this resistance to this whole brand thing I thought oh my god I can't start talking about having a brand I feel like such a they're like someone who's like you know really up their own backside and like someone off the apprentice and I had it was you know what it was like because we'd have conversations it was really painful for me yeah it is isn't it It it's painful yeah it is very painful but you know at the end of the day it is you know people come to you for your expertise you you would hope you know that's that's basically what you're trying to do and that's what we we need to put out there for our clients as well we want them to be represented in the best way that they can um through visual means you know which is what we're all sort of bombarded with all the time you know so it's really about sort of trying to cut through that um and really show people what you're really like because you know you you know people are going to pick up the phone to you and if your website looks and feels completely different to how you actually are then there's a a massive disconnect there and they're going to be like "Mm, not really sure this kind of works for me you know how come I'm seeing all of this on you know online and actually this person's a 
quite different to that you know so I think the only way that you can that you can put yourself out there and and do it well is to is to do it your way Mm -hmm. um and you know and and especially as you know we're all small businesses or one person businesses um so it's really important I think to be who you are um and that will shine through and you'll be confident in that you know be the best version of yourself um put that out there and people will be attracted to you and they'll want to work with you, you know, and there won't be that sort of disconnect between what they're seeing and what they're actually getting. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, because I was, like I say, I was once one of those people who shied away from this kind of thing. And if if people are, list, if someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, this sounds a bit overwhelming and I'm not sure if that's me, um, you know, are, are there any things that you think they should consider um, when it comes to um, design I think just take, and all I the think... stuff you do? Yeah, I think really just kind of take it slowly. Um, if you feel, I mean, there's, I get a lot of people come to me who have started on their business journey and they've started off small and, you know, and they've kind of like boshed together a logo on Canva or something. And it's, 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 it's fine. You know, it's, it's done okay. You know, it's got them, it's got them their Facebook page and they've got a little bit of a, a thing going on and it's sort of, you know, kick them off if you like. Um, and then usually what's happened is that, that their business has snowballed in a way that perhaps they weren't expecting. Um, and suddenly their kind of DIY logo and their sort of stuff that's kind of been cobbled together suddenly doesn't serve them very well anymore. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really represent who they are because they kind of did it in five minutes and didn't really kind of go much more in depth than, oh, I really like how that looks. You know, they're, they're, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked at the beginning about your intentions as a business, your your sort of purpose, what you're doing it for what you provide for your customers you know real kind of foundation stuff that is worked through with a designer on the the initial branding stages and when you do it yourself you just miss out all of that and actually you find out a lot about yourself when you're having to answer those kinds of questions um so I think it's really important to go through that process with somebody. Um, and I've I've often sort of gone through this sort of thing with people. And actually, at the end, what they thought they wanted isn't at all what they, you know, they go, oh, my goodness, that's, that's you know, I really thought I wanted this. But actually, you've shown me that something would look way better like this. And they go, oh, my goodness, like, uh, that's not what I was expecting. But I absolutely love it. That just feels totally me. Um, so, you know, all this kind of DIY stuff, you don't get that process and you don't get that learning curve. And I think it's really important, especially when you're starting out as a new business. So take it slowly, kind of really lead into it. But if you if you can work with a graphic designer or a branding strategist or someone like that to really kind of get to get to know you and get to grips with what kind of business it is that you want, because you might find that in a year or two's time what you've got just doesn't cut the mustard anymore and then you have to kind of go back to the beginning and start again which is a real shame um and you have to sort of start rebranding and that kind of thing and really kind of polishing things up from that point um you know so it's it's all and it does all evolve you know and we're always sort of changing our businesses changing things up and stuff but if you've got the foundations done at the beginning you're on a, a really good sort of got a good basis to begin then yeah the other thing I was thinking when I was listening to you talking then was about like, you know, putting trust in the expert. Mm. And yeah, I guess I, I relate to it because I have it with clients sometimes. Most of the, like, I, I, no, I have it when I've been a client as well. So I've had like, you know, I've had like coaching for all kinds of different things. And yeah, one one person who's really made a, made an impact on me was like Janet Murray, who I worked, I was a one-to-one client for a couple of years with her and, you know, sometimes I would avoid doing something. She'd say, right, Rachel, you need to work on 
getting that lead magnet sorted or and then I'd come to you um, <laughs> or you need to focus on this and I'd be like oh and I might dilly dally and go off and do something completely different like go and do yeah. something in my Facebook group but actually <laughs> when I when I kind of when I went back and thought about oh actually maybe if I'd done as I was told <laughs> things would have moved yeah. quicker and I think it, yeah. I think it's a lot to be said for putting trust in people like yourself yeah absolutely um, absolutely and I think that um you know the, the trouble with um things like Canva for example is that they make people feel like they're designers yeah but I can tell you now there is an awful lot more. I mean I'm 23 years in and I'm still still stuff that I'm learning about things all the time you know um and there's a whole lot more to it than just tapping something into a template you know and sort of hope crossing your fingers and hoping for the best you know you, it really is purely about the kind of like the the stuff that you see on the screen there and the templates that a million other people are using you know I can spot them a mile off because you know I can just see how they kind of lack a little bit of personality because you're kind of using the same fonts that everyone else is using the same sort of setups and that sort of stuff so it's only really when you hand it over to somebody who who knows what they're doing and what you and they work out what your intention is for it is that they then put the emphasis on the right parts of the of the design for example and you know they're really kind of looking at your business as a whole um, yeah. and what you're trying to achieve with it and how you're trying to move it forward and and the the target market that you're trying to um to appeal to as well so it's I think it's off, it's always better to put it in the hands of um, someone who knows what they're doing yeah yeah the other thing I would say as well is um you know I work with yourself um and I know like other people work with you um and just because you've got a designer who does your core stuff doesn't mean that you have to you know hire a designer for everything you might like no you might bring someone in like you to do logo design or or some um like for me like you do my logo design you do the social media but I do my slides on my own and I yeah. put the fonts in that are in I, you know do yeah. them on Canva and I use the fonts that you've chosen for me and I put them into Canva and then they it's consistent it doesn't look like yeah. you've done it it looks like I've done it but yeah it doesn't what I'm saying is like you don't have to have a designer to do absolutely everything no. for you no no absolutely pick up yeah absolutely and because you know you need to do stuff that's kind of fast moving as well stuff yeah. on the fly if you like um then you know you can but you know if you if you get the foundations right and you get your brand guidelines from someone like me you know a designer um and you know you start to kind of build up your um sort of your your little folder if you like of all the, the digital stuff that you've got and all your printed stuff and that you then start to get your look and feel sorted so that then actually when you need to quickly put something together because you've got an announcement to make on Facebook or whatever it might be and you need a graphic for it you've got a little library of stuff that you can look back on and you can go okay well that's my color I've got my hex code there I can just mm. stick that in so that that's then consistent um, and you've got a style of imagery um, that's been used in the you know in the past so you can sort of keep in the same um, family as that sort of thing you know so you've got all your clues are there they've all it's all been thought out and put together by an expert um, and then you're just building on that you know so yeah I totally understand that there's not you know I, I, I wouldn't want to do do all things for all people because I would and not have enough hours in the day yeah, to do it oh so God, you know, yeah it would be crazy um, but you know giving the foundation to that is um, is what it's all about really and just being able to sort of put that over in a in a way that then people can use going forward you know and also yeah. Um, because obviously I don't there's certain things that I don't do like for example I don't know if you if you came to me and you wanted a, a video or an animation or something like that I'd be like well I don't even know I don't I have no idea how to do that 
no, that's not my thing. So I would I would maybe recommend somebody. Um, but you would be able to then go to that next person and go, this is my brand. These are my guidelines. These are my colors. Um, here are all of my logos in every format you could possibly need um, from me. Um, yeah. And um, and then you can then, you know, that person has then got a massive head start with then putting together your video for you, you know. So it's really it's really helpful to have a, a toolkit of this stuff um, that starts to build up. So, yeah, a graphic designer is not going to be all things to all people, um, but they can certainly give you a really good leg up when it comes to, to using other people people you know whether it's you know uniforms embroidery on that you know there's there's so many so many ways that you can use your brand um for consistency um so yeah it's really good to get the get the foundations in place okay so I think that's a really good a really good thing to end on um and yeah it's you know you really talked about how it can make a difference and I think the main thing yeah. is is co- with confidence isn't it like that really means a lot so, yeah absolutely I wanted to ask you one last thing. Is there mm-hmm. anyone who springs to mind, and I think I might know who you probably who you're likely to say who you've worked with in the last year? So we're recording this. It's going to go out okay. in November. It's like a, is it like a test? Yeah, like, like someone where <laughs> like you you know that having having some support for them it's really made a difference. So can you think of anyone? Oh, do you mean the, the bonkers yellow post? I'm sure yeah. that's what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the crazy, crazy, my anxious dog post. Oh my goodness. So um, yeah, so Sarah from Anxious Dog came to me and she was like, I need a I need a post, um, a, a nice sort of, you know, kind of like a, a engagement post to put out there on my um on my feed. Um and I was like, Yeah, yeah, okay, right, send me the content. And she she blessed her, she sent me this whole a4 with all these bullet points and I was like yeah there's no way that's going to fit in a nice little succinct square on Facebook so we're going to have to really kind of like take a lot of that out let's try and drill yeah. down to about sort of three bullet points or something um which she absolutely did she went away and she came back and she said right these are these are the important points so I put them on there went off on onto her website she gave me her logo I did I had to redraw her dog um because she'd been using one that, that wasn't the best resolution so I redrew that for her put that on there and used her font and her um her branding her colorways you know everything it was all on there with these these informational posts and there it was to me it was just like yep yeah, done tick send that off she loved it perfect off it went and she put it up and I it's it's got to be the most popular Facebook post I've ever seen of anything that I've ever done and oh. it just for some reason it just went it just skyrocketed didn't it and I couldn't believe the numbers I was like where oh my god and it got shared like what was it about 1.5 1.8 thousand times and I think it had nearly over a quarter of a million um impressions or views didn't it I think yeah um I can't remember the the number of engagements but yeah it was like we were like messaging each other like going what is happening to this post she was like oh my god I don't know what's going on and yeah the figures were the stats behind it were just absolutely incredible and um you know it kind of just you know, I I hope, you know, that that's obviously to do with the design and it was it was consistent and, you know, it really kind of caught people's attention. Um, and it kind of just shows you that you just never know, you know, yeah. like you, you just never know when something's going to really take hold, um, you know, and it, it just literally just went off and, and it was just, it was fantastic. So, yeah, I would say that's kind of the standout moment from the past year, really. Um, and it helps that it was like massively bright. So it kind of like, yeah, the yellow is kind of like um, really out there. And um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And yeah, that's definitely like up there with my top 
sort of favourite moments, I think, from sort of helping pet businesses, because that was just bonkers. It was just none of us could believe what was happening, really. So, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? And I absolutely yeah. love Sarah. She's just brilliant. I think everything, yeah. I love what she's all about. She's such a nice yeah. lady and what exactly. she's all about is so good, isn't it? Yeah, like exactly. Whole... And I think that's the, you know, that's really, she's got nailed down why she's doing it. And that is so important. It's like, yeah. why are, why do you exist in, in this industry? You know, what is it that you're trying to achieve? What are you trying to make better? What are you trying to do? What's your intention, you know? And if you can really get to grips with that, you then have like this whole new sort of um, view of what your your customers, clients, potential clients want from you. And yeah. therefore, it's much easier to market to people that you that you know and that you identify with and actually you're providing a solution to. Um, and yeah, from there, everything else just kind of falls into place, really. So you get the, the real foundations to it nailed down and you're good to go. No, definitely. And it's just lovely seeing her do well as well. So yeah, really, um, really great example there. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so um, tell us where people can find out more about you. I'll obviously put all of your links in the show notes. But if you can just tell us like, yeah. what your website address is, and where yeah. you hang out on social media as well. Okay, so I am houseofhenry.uk. That's my website address. Um, and I am on Facebook, um, which is uh, House of Henry UK. And Instagram, which is the same House of Henry UK. You can find Brilliant. all my stuff on there. It's mostly port- portfolio pieces um, and really just kind of to give people an idea of, of what it is that they could have for their own businesses as well. So um, that's mostly what you'll find and some occasionally some funny pictures of Henry doing crazy things. <laughs> Henry, oh yeah, Henry is like the most spoiled dog in the world. And has <laughs> <laughs> Alison, oh, right, I have to share uh, this at the end, sorry Alison, but Alison yeah, has this thing the basically thing? where, yeah. yeah, Alison's husband, every time he comes home from the supermarket, if Henry doesn't have a toy, like Alison's husband is for the high jump oh, and he's got a toy box sadness oh yeah, my goodness where he ties yeah. his own toys away just he incredible. does he does oh my god it's like <laughs> we have had to have a, a toy amnesty recently because it just got out of hand it was just ridiculous so basically like every week that my husband would come back um from the shopping because Henry likes the he likes truffling through the shopping bags basically to find the toys like that's the most exciting bit for him of getting the toy and like yeah you know you know anyone that's got a cockapoo they carry something around practically permanently in their lives they always everything's like a panic to find something that a toy to pick up or carry or a sock or a slipper or something um so yeah gets home with the shopping bags tr- rifles through the shopping bags to find whatever it is does a little merry dance around the house and then the toy kind of just sort of gets put down and that's it and then the, the toy box just grew and grew and grew so yeah we had we did yeah we've given we gave a sack load of stuff to um Raisted a couple of months ago which is a um animal place near us um and they were all like but you know he doesn't chew toys or destroy them or anything so they were all beautifully washed and you know sent off to them and stuff so we we had a few duplicates because uh <clears throat> obviously when you're buying a um yeah when you're buying a toy a week you know you kind of end up buying different the same thing in different colors bless him but oh, yeah, it's, it's to. too sad not to do it because he goes through the bag still and then ha- finds nothing. And it's just like, oh, I can't do it. It breaks my heart. So yeah, oh. that's why I ended up with like a thousand and one toys. Yeah. I need to send Patch to your house so you can teach him how to pick his toys up and put them back in the toy box because he just throws yeah. them everywhere. He's pretty um, good. He, he puts them away. Um, but he also knows a lot of them by name as well. So um, you'll say, oh, where's so-and-so? And he goes off and fast. He's great when um, when you want him to go and find your slippers. So you can send him oh, so off and cute. get him to uh, fetch your slippers as well. Yeah, he's brilliant. Great fun. Cockapoos are great. They just they just need to have a job to do. They like to have a job. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> well, Alison, it's been brilliant having you on the show. Thank Yay. you so much for joining me. Thank you me. for having me.
and I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.